0: Hi, and welcome to 5 Minutes of Rum, notes on rum a few minutes at a time. My name is Kevin Up the grove If you're listening to this in 2021 or later, go congratulations. Your transition from episode 85 to 86 is probably not only seamless, but actually also timeless. For those who listen in real time, welcome back, and thanks for your patience. If you follow the blog posts on five minute, on the 5 Minutes of Rum website, you've already read this, but please indulge me for those who don't. Um, now, it's no secret to followers of this program that over the last couple of years, I haven't produced a lot of episodes. Uh, there's at least you know 17 reasons for that, none of which are particularly important enough to get into at this time. I guess in short, I wasn't sure what else I had to say on this topic. Uh, was I just repeating myself? Had I come up with any decent recipe, original recipes in the last six months? Did that even matter? Oh, oh that's right. I said I wouldn't get into it right now. Um, ask me sometime in person if you're really curious. But a funny thing happened recently. Everything got weird and stressful and uncertain. And I feel like I'm coping, except when I'm not, but there's a tendency to look for comfortable patterns when everything else in the world is unpredictable. And as we've been preparing to hunker down here in Rum and Sewing Central, uh, Tiki Val had a suggestion, a suggestion that was subsequently backed up by others. She put forth that in times like these where people aren't going out as much as usual or indeed not going out at all, it may be nice to have something to listen to, something maybe to mix cocktails to, a virtual hangout to go to, even if it's just for a short time. And goodness knows I have my own go-to podcast when I need a break from real life. So in that spirit, um, pun not intended, let's go ahead and talk rum, specifically Denison Vatted Dark Rum, and talk about a book on rum and tiki cocktails. And let's make a cocktail that, quite frankly, I can't believe has it yet or hasn't appeared yet on the show, the Jet Pilot. Oh, hey, we're back. This is episode 86 of 5 Minutes of Rum. All right. As mentioned, today's feature rum is going to be the Denizen Vatted Dark Rum. In fact, it's not going to be. It is. But before we dive deep on this rum, let's just say that uh, Denizen made a splash in 2014 with their Merchant's Reserve Rum, a rum that I still use for almost every Mai Tai mix at home. Uh, go listen to episode 30 of this year's show for more info on that topic. Um, and then I talked about Denizen Aged White Rum in episode 60. Now, if I had any sense of planning, I guess I would have saved this rum for episode 90, but I didn't. So uh, otherwise, needless to say, I've been a big fan of their two offerings to this point. And so I was intrigued when I heard about this rum. Oh, and a disclaimer here. This rum was actually uh, provided to me by the Denison Corporation. So I got a, a nifty gift box that you'll see pictures of in the show notes. Um, that said, um, I will be, I've seen this on the shelf in my local, uh, version of mission wine and spirits, uh, near me. And so once the, once I can go back outside and buy stuff, uh, that's, you know, uh, I don't know, more than a few miles away, I will be going back and procuring my own bottles. So yes, this one was supplied to me, but uh, yes, I will also be buying my own. Uh, so that said let's taste and, and please note this tasting actually happened several days ago, but I have another pour with me right here. Um, which I will indulge at uh, indulge with a few times through the episode. So start with appearance. Uh, this is a similar bottle to the other Denison uh, offerings with a screw top, um, but with a different label to reflect the different rum. Uh, the front label gives you the info you want. It's the proof, the types of rum in the blend, and some basic still info. Uh, the back label is a marketing story for the rum um, in the bottle. The rum itself is very reminiscent of maple syrup to the point where maybe I'm just going to make some pancakes here after the show. Um, it's not such a dark rum that it's opaque, like if you think of things like um, garuba dark or even something like a blackstrap, it's not um, it's not completely opaque, uh, but it has more color than a quote gold unquote rum. Now for the aroma, um, when you uh, nose this from the neck of the bottle, there's a, a familiar whiff of Denison's Merchant's Reserve if you've had that recently. And then once poured, there's a distinct caramel note, uh, kind of a singed caramel um, or burnt caramel if you will. Uh, with some heat to tickle your nostrils a little bit. Nothing overwhelming, but just a little bit to let you know it's there. Uh, there's also an ethanol note as well, but my knowledge of chemistry doesn't really allow for me to note the compound in question. So um, uh, stay tuned for maybe some guidance there. Um, taste. Uh, when sipping this rum, it shows uh, some complexity that I think would lend itself well to mixing, and, and it does. Initially, the taste for me was a bit woody and sharp. Um, and then mellows out a bit before coming back a bit on the finish. So I don't pick up much in the way of like spice or pepper or things like that, which actually is good for me, which pleases me. That's an, a fairly common, um, element of different rums. Uh, there's a fair bit of a, a stringency to go with that woody flavor. Uh, and it's not as sweet as the nose may lead you to believe. Uh, and I, I think, or I wonder how much of that can be attributed to it being a hundred proof rum and not an 80 proof rum. at 80, it might've had less power to counteract that sugar element. Uh, when it comes to the finish, as I mentioned, the finish is subtle and then until suddenly it isn't. So at first it glides down your throat and then the warmth kind of crawls back up and sits there for a while, uh, perhaps allowing you to pause and savor the sip before reaching for the glass again. Now, my original perception of this rum is that it was made for mixing. Uh, and despite that, I originally had trouble figuring out where to use it or more accurately. I had some sort of form of stasis in deciding how to use it in a cocktail. I, I pondered for a long time mixing an original cocktail but I kind of wanted to see what a new rum would do in an older cocktail. When I finally settled on using it as part of a jet pilot, I found that experiment very pleasing. and I spent most of the bottle on that experience. Uh, similar to the Merchant's Reserve, however, I find sipping this rum to also be an enjoyable experience. Your mileage may vary, uh, but I can't always appreciate $100 plus bottles the way others can. Sometimes what I want out of a rum is a strong flavor and a slow, warm finish. All right, let's do a little bit of a refresher on Denison. Um, If you haven't listened to episode 30 recently, maybe you'll find this useful. Plus, I kind of want to modify what I said five and a half years ago. There's a couple details that I sort of misspoke about. Uh, The Denison Company sources rum blends from the rum blenders at ENA Shear from Amsterdam. ENA take Caribbean rums and blend them to achieve a specific flavor profile based on what the uh, customer or company that's requesting it wants to achieve ultimately. Uh, Denison's first rum uh, was a white rum and they are labeled as product of the West Indies. Uh, the merchant's reserve I mentioned was created in the style of rum used in those 1944 Trader Vic's Mai Tais. Uh, in that case, it was a blend of pot still Jamaican rum and a molasses based rum from Martinique called rum grand aroma. Arome. <laughs> I, again, French escapes me, uh, cause I haven't heard it that much. Uh, Denison is using rums that, um, take a longer than normal fermentation time due to slower working yeast. Um, I just mentioned that as a point of interest, not really that it's eating better or worse than, than different tactics, just one of those things that was characteristic of the, of the um, merchant's reserve rum. Now, specific to Denison's latest blend, this vatted dark rum, the backstory on the blend is that it is supposedly an homage to the slaves of Guiana that rose up against the British colonials in 1823. Um, I'm not sure that's the starting point I'd use for a rum blend, but I get what they're trying to invoke uh, from a rum point of view, so they're trying to invoke rich, uh, dark rums, similar to the Guyanese and British Royal Navy style. Uh, the rum is a blend, of course, as you probably guessed, uh, mostly comprised of rum from Guiana and produced in various stills. The distiller on Guiana, DDL or Demar Distillers Limited, they have a collection there of old stills that they use to, product, uh, use to produce different results, uh, including some wooden stills. To the Guyanese blend, they then add some unaged agricole. You want more specifics? Cool, here we go. 80% of the overall blend is from Guiana, and of that 80%, 25% comes from rum aged 2 to 5 years and produced from a uh, French saval still and wooden coffee stills. Uh, this component is then aged in ex-bourbon barrels. Now, 25, the next 25% comes from um, unaged rum uh, distilled from a wooden double pot still. And then the last 50% of that 80% is dark, unaged pot still rum, also produced from a double wooden pot still. And then the other 20% of the overall blend is a fresh-slash-unaged rum agricole. The resulting rum, as I mentioned before, bottled at 100 proof, or if you prefer, 50% uh, ABV, alcohol by volume. And about that name, so if you're wondering what does vatted mean in this context, in the world of scotch, vatted refers to vatted malt, as in blending together several single malt varieties of whiskey, So you can think of vatted as the blend of several single origin type spirits, not uh, a blend of blends. There's a good explainer on uh, malt-whiskey.madness.com. There's a link in the show notes to that. The vatting refers to the tubs or vats that used to be used to blend these mixes together. So vatting is the the practice of blending the contents of various various casks together. And the term is most commonly associated with whiskey. But here you get the idea. They're taking several different vats and uh, blending them together. All right, now let's get into uh, a book with a title that seems to be an oxymoron, Minimalist Tiki. Uh, now, please don't understand what I'm saying here. Uh, here at 5 Minutes of Rum HQ, I don't cast dispersions at the titles of things, and Minimalist Tiki is a catchy title if for no other reason than you may want to discover what's meant by minimalist when it comes to Tiki. I'll let Matt, the author himself, walk you through what he means when you read his book. Now, the author of the book is uh, Matt Petrick, aka Cocktail Wonk, who I've linked to uh, here on the site before. In fact, he was the one that led me to an understanding of who ENA Shear was and what their blending techniques were and how they produced rums for different uh, uh, other companies behind the scenes. Um, I've linked to his article on ENA Shear in episode 64 when I was discussing the Maison XO rum. Uh, Matt writes well researched articles on rum and other spirits on his blog. And since rum has such an overlap with tiki cocktails, he often found, or not often, but he found himself in that world as well. Now, the layout of the book, the book itself has four main sections, starting with the minimalist tiki section. So defining and explaining and creating uh, what that space is. Um, From that point, there is a section that goes just beyond uh, minimalist tiki, followed by an entire section devoted to the rums used in tiki cocktails. And then he wraps up with an overview of what's current in both tiki bars and tiki bartenders. Uh, Minimalist tiki is uh, certainly a good add to your collection of spirit related books, For me, the most appealing part was the section devoted to discussing rum as a spirit. You know, yes, there is a nice collection of recipes as well. There's some other great information, Uh, but more so than with other bar books you may have, there's a depth to the discussion of the spirit of rum. So chapter 11, for example, is devoted to the production of rum and spans 20 pages. Uh, Most bar books will give you a paragraph, uh, maybe, all the way up to maybe, if they're really generous, a whole page on the spirit. But Matt is devoting his writing here to rum, so he layers that uh, layers on the info there. And true to his site's name, he gets into the level of detail that leads to one calling themselves a wonk. Uh, for instance, a chart on esters and what flavors they produce. Uh, that's in there, and you can see a picture of that in the show notes. I do think listeners of this program will really enjoy this book, assuming, assuming they haven't already picked it up. It came out uh, last year. Uh, but if you haven't, uh, there's a link in the show notes if you need to go get yourself a copy. But I, I do think you'll find it extremely interesting, not just for the recipes, but also for the, again, the depth of information that Matt has provided with respect to the rums that make up tiki cocktails. And finally, let's get into the Jet Pilot. The, uh, again, the cocktail I can't believe I went 85 episodes before discussing. The Jet Pilot is itself a classic of the genre, as much as the zombie, the scorpion, or the navy grog. And as discussed, if you've read Sip and Safari, this cocktail began life as the test pilot from Don Beach in 1941. The test pilot originated as a bit of a simpler and maybe less potent cocktail than the imitations that it then spawned uh, from, from its original life as the test pilot. It was then adopted under other names by other bars, the space pilot, the Astro pilot, the astronaut and the ace pilot. In fact, Tiki T has the space pilot on its menu. Uh, the version from the total Tiki app uh, and then the one that is most often referenced in Tiki Tomes is Stephen Crane's version, the jet pilot, served at Crane's um, Beverly Hills Tiki Palace, the luau. It's not that dissimilar to the 34 Don the Beachcomber zombie, but it's a little easier to assemble and not quite as potent, except when I mix it as a double. And don't judge me. Now, a brief aside on Stephen Crane, the third man of Tiki, sometimes called the third man of Tiki. You can read much more about him in Martin Kate and Jeff Beach Bumberry's books. But suffice, suffice to say that when uh, Crane came on the scene in the early 1950s, his establishment produced what Martin Kate refers to as high tiki. Everything was elevated. The customers were the rich and famous, and Crane was there to schmooze with them all. Um, early on in the, in the Luau's existence, Ray Buen was one of the bartenders there uh, in the time before he opened Tiki T. And Stephen Crane, if you read up on him, he was quite the character. He BS'd his way into the elite, uh, BS'd his way into a marriage to Lana Turner. Uh, that was before Lana Turner was involved with the Los Angeles mobster Johnny Stampanato, and that was before she threw a drink in Ed Exley's face at the foremost... No, wait, that's that part didn't actually... didn't That didn't happen. Anyways, let's go to the cocktail itself. The Jet Pilot. Uh, if you want to concoct your own, one-half ounce of fresh lime juice, one-half ounce of fresh white grapefruit juice, one-half ounce of cinnamon syrup, and one-half ounce of falernum. From there, add one ounce of dark Jamaican rum, or in this case, I'm using the Denison Vatted dark rum. So yeah, this isn't really a straight substitution. Uh, But if you plan to use Karuba for this application, I assure you this is a large step up. And I really like this flavor in this cocktail, especially when it's combined with three quarter ounce of 151 Demerara. Uh, In this case, I'm using the Hamilton 151 False Idol blend, uh, upcoming episode alert. Uh, This overproof Demerara blend has some worthy parts Jamaican in it to sort of differentiate it from a standard 151 overproof rum uh, from Demerara and then add in three quarters of an ounce of cold Puerto Rican rum. Um, I'm using here Plantation Five-Year. This is actually my go-to lightly aged column still rum uh, when I'm not stocking a variety of 150 bottles at home, which I'm not currently doing. And then add to that one dash of Herbstura, which would be equal parts of Pernod and Angostura, blend in a Dasher, blend, uh, combined in a Dasher bottle. You can get a link to that Dasher bottle in the uh, show notes. Essentially, that's a way to easily dispense the dashes of Angostura and the dashes of uh, Herb St. or Pernod that you're using in a lot of these Dawn the Beachcomber cocktails, and then add in four ounces of crushed ice. I'll combine everything in a mixing cup, uh, adding the ice last, and mix that in a spindle blend, spindle blender, excuse me, for five seconds. Um, pour unstrained into an old fashioned glass or a tiki mug, and then add more crushed ice to fill. Uh, you garnish that liberally. Um, a swizzle stick and a cinnamon stick would not be unwelcome. Mint is always a nice thing to add, uh, but really, you know, go go wild with the garnish. Uh, as far as the taste, uh, this is a cocktail that I really do love, and again, that goes back to why I was surprised I hadn't talked about it here on the show before. Um, it's marked as a favorite in the total t- in my edition of the t- or my uh, my download of the Total Tiki app for a reason. Uh, again, not that dissimilar to a 34 Zombie with a cut, but with a couple of subtle differences, uh, particularly that there's less rum and no grenadine. Uh, but if you like that cinnamon and grapefruit slash Dawn's mixed taste. Uh, this has that in spades. So I, I heartily recommend mixing up uh, one or two of these uh, the next time you have a free evening at home. That's it for the show. Thanks for listening. Show links are up on the Five Minutes of Rum website. That's number five minutes of rum.com. The show is also on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player as Five Minutes of Rum. If you like the show, why not tell a friend about it? Uh, the show is also on Twitter and Instagram as Five Minutes of Rum. That's the at symbol number five minutes of rum. Please send in uh, in uh, please send in any comments, corrections, feedback, or requests via the Five Minutes of Rum website, Twitter, Instagram, etc. And now go get some rum. And hey, you know, be safe out there.